welcome to Tashi Station Radio, where we sell power converters, talk about X-Wing, and no one's buying power converters because everyone is staying home. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I am Alex And uh, today, in as we continue on our uh, fourth week of work-from-home quarantine, we're going to do our deep dive into the last hyperspace faction we have yet to cover, the Rebel Alliance. But first, how's everyone holding up? Oh, you know. I mean, it could definitely be worse. I'd like to not be in quarantine anymore. (laughs) That's true. That's true. What'd you guys do uh, this last week? Looked at the old barbecue grill. Yeah, that's true. Played a lot of League of Legends. Uh, That that and barbecue was about the two. We did have a Disney song karaoke session at 4 a.m. We did, yeah. Sounds like fun. Uh, I've been trying to figure out when I'm going to do some yard work and instead spending time playing uh, Fallout 76. Also, if any of our uh, listeners are also uh, playing on the PC, hit me up. Uh, ID Mighty Newt. We'll go uh, quest together or something. But other than our uh, leisure time, there's not been a whole lot going on in the world of X-Wing news this week. The first round of the Jank Tank Open matchups have been announced. All three of us are in. I heard uh, last night the Vassal Service actually got overloaded and crashed. I see people reporting that like most nights there's 30 or 40 games going on. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure that's unheard of. And they peaked at 86 over the weekend, which is yeah. insane. That is great. Normally, it's like if there's nothing going on, you can maybe see like six to eight games of basketball going on. On a, on a weekend. On a busy night. day. Yeah. 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 But it's uh, pretty good. There's a lot of buys in the first round so that they can cut to 256 players in the next round. But uh, there's a lot of people actually did jump in and register properly. So good on that. We've all got our matchups. I have my four ship Republic list. I'm going in the first round against Joe Vincent, also flying a four ship Republic list. Uh, Alex, how are you looking? I hit the nuts on my Jank squad. Um, I have a Vader with passive sensors, afterburners, and homing missiles, a naked Morna key, and a Procket Cutlass Punisher. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, the uh, Vader can just carry me all the way. Well, you've He's got a tough got matchup a in round. Yeah, you've got a tough matchup in round one with uh, three ether sprites. Yeah, none of them have Delta B, and only one of them has CLT. One of them has SNR, Supernatural Jedi Knight. Yeah, so, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> that could be interesting. And uh, how about you, Doug? Uh, I hit a Barris Sacy Goji Wolf Torrent, which should be a uh, an interesting matchup. For those yeah. who don't remember, I have triple fives for first order. Well, I'm sorry. It's uh, five five two, but it's rush, or it's four five two. I just have. Sw- I'm sorry. I have swarm tactics. So I'll shoot it. <laughs> it's been a while since I looked at my list. It's bad. Fair enough. Spoilers, fair enough. It's bad. It's not good. Um, so, but I hit that? a I hit a pretty low damage output uh, Republic list, so I think I have a decent chance. Um, yeah, I believe that list you're going up against has a naked Goji with no bombs in the list. Yeah, let me find it again real quick. Good. I can figure this out. It's uh, pretty interesting there. Uh, definitely, we're going to see some Republic advance. Uh, all... Oh, wait, no, you have my list in wrong. Do I? Yeah, I'm, I'm going up against Empire. Oh, you're going up against Empire. I thought Empire. that's in it. Yeah, I have... Because uh, I'm playing against Death Starklighter, right? Right, is he not yeah. flying the... Uh... No, he is flying uh, Kagi with Callus, Vader, and Shield Upgrade. Morna Key with Trickshot, Seven Sister, Seismic Charges, Targeting Computer, and a Black Squadron Scout, which is a I-3 Striker. Uh, so I actually still think that's a pretty good matchup. Um, as long as I don't mess up with Rush and get him just absolutely obliterated, uh, uh, I think I can outmaneuver them with Hollow and Rush. Uh, it's kind of a shame, because I wanted to see how you're listed against a naked Goji. 
<laughs> Naked Goji is very scary. It's, that ability is so powerful without bombs. Indeed. Well, we are still seeing uh, there's going to be at least one Republic victory, but as to the Rebels, uh, Alex, where are they standing in hyperspace in our admittedly uh, well, limited data? <laughs> in the previous three months ago hyperspace meta, <laughs> um, they, they, were, they did about the same as Empire. They are the same uh, is that 9.8% of the four and two or better field. Uh, yeah. Not spectacular. Not awful. Nice. Honestly, they're probably the faction that feels the closest to true to their. Um, yeah. Um, I think part of what helps them feel pretty decent is that they, you can build them in the way that people love to build Rebelists, which is put four name piles together and do decent. Yeah. Because a general rule. Um, Matrentron. Yeah. <laughs> we did well, skip one piece of potential news that came out today. Which last is? night. About ah, the potential yes. of the wave being delayed until September. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. Now, yeah, the upcoming page now says wave seven release date September. That's right. That did which get is, pushed incredibly far back. Yeah, not too surprising. That's a, a decent conservative call for when this is going to be yeah. over. I say you think about the country in lockdown now and China, where everything ships from, was in this state three months ago. Like, I'm sure everything's delayed massively. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hopefully we'll all be able to get back to our uh, local gaming stores and get things somewhat back on track. It's just the interminable wait for the lat stretches on and on and on. Yeah. I will yeah, say yeah. I've actually been enjoying the break. Like, yeah, it's been I miss playing X-Wing, but uh, Swin and I tend to go pretty hard in the competitive environment, and it's been nonstop for the last year and a half. And uh, it's it's nice to have nothing to look forward to, so I can just kind of enjoy the Jank Tank Open and, and take a little bit of a break from X-Wing. Getting back into League of Legends is scratching that competitive itch for yeah. us. Not yeah. that we're competitive at it. But... No, no, no. <laughs> but we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into our deep dive, starting with uh, the big ship, the modified YT-1300 light freighter, the Falcon. Uh, there is no Outer Rim Smuggler generic because of reasons. They took out a lot of big generics. But we start off with our first name pilot at 71 points, Chewbacca. Uh, I mean, he's, he's the cheapest Falcon available in hyperspace. Yep, at 71 points. <laughs> well, for... yeah, that's, there are no other Falcons, so yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, his ability is before you'd be dealt a face-up damage card, you may spend a charge to be dealt a card face down instead, which is one recurring charge. So essentially, once per turn, he gets to ignore ignore a crit, which is a decent ability, especially on eight hole. Um, I four is not bad. Uh, I just think if you're gonna invest the points in a falcon, you might as well find the extra ten to go up to one of the better named ones. True, true. Uh, I'd almost say that where we've said more bodies is more better. You, for the same points, you could take an X wing and an A wing. Yeah, the Falcon brings a little something different. The large base boost is really big. Um, it's a it's an anvil for you to hammer against. Yeah, that's yep. true. And and at I four, you are going to be able to arc dodge quite a quite a few things, like comparing to like an X wing and an A wing. So it's probably harder to remove Chewie from the board than it is those two. Um, but for uh, that's eight more points. You can get Lando or Leia, or nine more you can get Han, and that's an extra initiative or two, better pilot abilities, and still access to all of the strengths Chewie has. Yeah, in True. general, I don't see a reason to bring Chewie. Yeah, maybe in a double Falcon list, but I don't think there's the upgrades to justify that in the current hyperspace environment. Yeah. All right. 
Well, the pilot that you often see people piloting upgrades on, Lando Calrissian at 79 points, initiative five. Uh, when he fully executes a blue maneuver, a friendly ship at range zero to one gets to take a free action. Pretty Which good. Is, yeah, that's a great ability. It's a great ability. I think it's zero uh, to three, by the way, not zero to one. It, it is zero to three. Oh, it's, uh, yep. it's absurdly long. That's yeah, right. it's a huge range. Uh, uh, Lando's really good. Yeah. Lando's really good. The thing about Lando is he's actually 84 points because <laughs> Nine Numb is stapled to him. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Nine Numb, who turns all the banks blue, which gives him just a wide open dial for using his ability. And a uh, good combo, although expensive, with a K2SO crew. Adding yeah. that, I'll stress it myself to take a, a good combo. Stress myself to take a calculate, do a blue maneuver, take two more actions, one of which can now be jam. Mm-hmm. That can just, especially at initiative five, that can be a beastly combo. Uh, calculate, and then you can target lock jam or target lock boost is huge. Yeah. I definitely think if you're going to go with the fat Falcon quote, uh, then you should bring Lando as that Falcon right now. Uh, I still don't know if that's correct, just because uh, it is only on one agility, and uh, with as many, as, as high as the average ship count is, you can't boost out of every arc. Uh, and they don't have the defense of 1.0 or even previously in extended. Yeah, that's yeah, the big thing that the Falcon's hurting, is it, it lost those couple of really good crew to keep it alive, like R2D crew or even Kanan. Um, but Lando's still solid. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned Kanan. Uh, we do have a new Force user in the Falcon. Leia, also at 79 points, mm-hmm. uh, carrying one Force charge. And when a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 fully executes a red maneuver... Leia can spend a force to give that ship a focus or recover a force charge. That's an interesting ability? Uh, to be honest, yeah, I don't think it's good. And even if it is, I don't think you should take Leia for a pilot ability. And if you're using it, you're probably hurting yourself. Because what makes her strong is that she's a Falcon with a purple number. She has Um, the K2 calculate built in. Yeah. Right. But now has an open dial. Yep. Um, So, like, I, I don't think there's very much data... Da- bleh, data, yeah. if at all, <laughs> data. <laughs> but I would, I suspect that Leia is very, very good. Um, like I don't think I would put any upgrades on her. Like just Leia at seventy nine points, and you have an I five ship that hits hard because it can target lock and have full mods. Uh, you have the large base boost to make it relatively hard to pin down. You have a bow tie turret. Like I think that's a, a steal. Seventy nine points. Indeed. And a then die at, bow tie yeah, at only one point up, Han at eighty points. Initiative six gets rerolls when he's at range zero to one of an obstacle, and they don't count as rerolls. Yep. Well, you mentioned uh, the loss of things like Kanan and R two D two, and the ship's an illicit slot. There's no more handbrake, Han. There's no more trick shot. Uh, you're still bringing high initiative with a good ability, uh, the ability to boost at I six. Pretty good and uh, worth the points. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like his ability is worse than a force, but not significantly. Yeah. Uh, like it reduces variance more than increases damage output. Yeah. yeah. So, but if we consider it as like a slightly worse force point, then you're paying one point for an initiative over Leia, which is super worth it going from my five to six. Oh, absolutely. Um, that that jump is a lot more. There's greater magnitude to it. Yeah. Uh, Han being the only initiative six in hyperspace for the rebels. Mm-hmm. That's there aren't that many initiative sixes out there, and the ones that are do they they can be game changers like Fenrao and Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the big thing is Han doesn't need the bid, even though he's I six. Like, 
uh, he's not devastated if a Fen or a Vader or a Von Reg is moving after him. Like with the bow tie turret and how fast Falcons can move, he can still get shots. Um, but the I six is helpful for having perfect knowledge against lower initiative stuff. Um, and as I've said multiple times already, that large base boost it's it's amazing. So look at the math. The Han ability, um, Han's ability with a focus averages two point five, and uh, force lock averages two point six. Yeah. So the force lock is a little better, but the Han is action independent and so, can be used on defense. Indeed, so which the force can as well. But Han can be used on both offense and defense. Like say both Falcons gets blocked, the one with force does averages about two damage mm-hmm. or two hits, and Han averages about one point one point nine. So Han's still a little lower, mm-hmm. but he's triggering every time he shoots or is shot at, as opposed to the one force token. Assuming you're meeting the criteria of being at range zero to one of an asteroid. It's really easy to do that. I think the biggest thing is, is is, what's one green die with a reroll? What's the average evade result? All right. Max hits. So the average... You're uh, blocking a damage... Like you're taking 2.3 out of 3. You're blocking okay. damage 60% of the time. 60% yeah. of the time, you're blocking it damage. Yeah, but that's oh, every yeah. time you defend. Right. That's pretty if you'd, like, if you'd like to block more, you can take the Millennium Falcon title for three points, adds the evade action, and while you're evading, you may re-roll one green. Which is... does allow Han to double roll. Like we said, Han's ability does not count as a re-roll. Yeah. Right, and you've still got that evade if you fail both of them. Yeah. Uh, I think I would only consider the Falcon title in hyperspace on Lando when you're doing like the fat nine gnome K2SO, maybe engine upgrade, things like that. Like that, when you're already bringing the thick Falcon, I think uh, the title is worth it. Otherwise, it's probably not worth the points investment. Agreed. Um, it's kind of overkill on Han, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like. True, and uh, for only one damage that it can block, because you're still only rolling one die. Uh, I mean, in theory, if you're eating multiple shots, you're re-rolling that until you have to spend the evade. So it can block quite a bit of damage overall. Kind of function as a reinforce for a while. Yeah. But, yeah so, uh, oh, sorry. But it's, it's probably overkill. Yeah. So in theory, on Leia, it's really good because she has the force. So you take that force evade with a re-roll, you're actually extremely defensive over three or four shots. Um, but the Falcons are already kind of struggling to make up their points on offense. Uh, just because of the raw efficiency that is hyperspace, so taking Falcon title is uh, uh, does not work with that well. Like you, d- you don't want to be taking defensive tokens. You want to be taking offensive tokens. Yeah. You want to be uh, using your actions to maximize the damage. You do. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the uh, we all agree that the Falcon is reasonably strong. There's a a place in an argument for all the pilots. Maybe not Chewie so much, but none of them are what but I he's call not bad. bad. He's yeah. probably not going to hurt you if you bring yeah. him. Yeah, not at all. So let's move on to the uh, BTL A4 Y-Wing. All the pilots are in hyperspace, but it suffers from the problem that it has a gunner slot with no good gunners left right now. Uh, Agile gunner is literally the only one you can put in there. Yeah, also it suffers from the same problem the Republic Y-Wing does, which is that Y-Wings just aren't very good. They're not Um, efficient, so they're not efficiency jousters. They don't, they're not consistent enough to do the control thing. Yeah. Yeah, you look at them on paper, and 30 health or 30 points for 8 health is a pretty good value, but it's a bad dial with only two attack dice, 
And now 35 for an ion cannon doesn't look awful on paper, but you're not, you have no consistent way to modify that ion cannon. You still have a garbage dial. Uh, I will actually uh, say the dial is, I would put it at kind of like the middle of tier, as long as you're not stressing yourself. Because while the blues aren't anything to write home about and the three hards are red, you've got pretty decent maneuverability, especially when you're looking at a turret arc in there as well. But it does suffer from all the weaknesses that we mentioned earlier with the Republic uh, Y-Wing of being kind of, there's no linked actions. You can make use of that reload, but you're not dealing with very good points efficiency here, as we'll get into. Uh, you mentioned 30 points for the Initiative 2 Gray Squadron Bomber. Uh, the five-point Ion Cannon Turret is considered for some maybe an auto-include, unless you're running them as more expensive Proton uh, Torpedo Carriers or any Torpedo Carrier. Yeah, I mean, if I'm taking a Y-Wing, I'm putting an Ion Cannon on it. That's um, why I brought a Y-Wing, is for the Ion Cannon. Yeah, I do still disagree, though. The dial is not good. Like, it's yeah. usable, but there are so many ships with way better dials. Oh, easily. They're it a lot the, better. The bottom third, for sure. The dial is not what's holding the ship back, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. But That's the Gray right. Squadron Bomber, say you've got 35 points for an I-2, can be a great blocker, and if you block, suddenly you have a control piece there where you, if you've got an ionized ship, that you can just continually harry that ship since you know where it's going to be your i2 isn't a disadvantage anymore and that's pretty much i would almost say their only use especially in hyperspace yeah but that's my problem with them is i don't think their dial is good enough to block especially whenever there's another ship in this faction that's way better at it that's cheaper in the a-wing um yeah i'm why wings aren't they're not awful i just think that there's always better choices there's one Y-Wing use that I have that I think is marginally useful. Mm. It's the next one up, the Gold Squadron Veteran with Selfless. All right. It's a cheaper uh, Selfless carrier than like an X-Wing, and it has a lot of health with which to Selfless. All right, yeah. well, that you know, you make a good point. It's an extra two points to go up one initiative and get a talent slot. Every other generic ship, we have said this is not worth it in most cases, but selfless really does kind of break that rule when it comes to it. It's uh, a three-point investment, so on a Gold Squadron or a Red Squadron X-Wing or a Blade Squadron uh, B-Wing, you're looking at 35, 44, or 45 points for an Initiative 3 that can soak up some damage. It's like a cheap sort of, but not really Biggs, but you can run multiples of it. It's not as good as Biggs' ability, but being able to redirect damage is pretty useful. It's it's incredibly useful. Like yeah. Not allowing your opponent to kill the ship that they want to kill first as easily is hugely valuable. Selfless has been consistently the least valued great talent in all of 2.0. Like it, it hasn't been bad at all throughout the history of the game so far, and it has never been popular. Well, it was it was included in a lot, if not most, Rebel Beef lists. Which that's were not actually dominant. that's actually not true, though. Yeah. In Kansas City, it was in most Rebel Beef lists. Uh, yeah, because okay. Doug and I, Doug and I pounded it into the ground here to bring Bigs and Selfless. But most Rebel Beefs in the in the grander scheme didn't run damage pass at all, or even Bigs. Yeah, ah. like you look at the height of Rebel Beef about a year ago now. Um, it, it was majority was Cassian, Braylon, Ten. And what wedge. Was wedge, thank you. And they bring crack shot. And like, like Braylon uh, ten and Biggs were the same cost. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but they would like, bring crack shots on the talents, and then they would bring like a uh, Janors or something as the second crew on 
on Cassian. Like they, there were never any selflessness. That just sounds weird. Our yeah, local but, ones did because Doug and I. Yeah, you, you hammered it into my head. <laughs> yeah, I ran, I ran the Braylon Biggs and Wedge variant. It was I did a too. Lot of fun. That's what I ran. Yeah. And right. so did uh, anybody who ran Beef in Kansas City ran that. But to uh, get into why selfless is good, uh, let's take, for example, you're running um, Luke and three blades, and you put selfless on all three blades. Uh, you run them in a block, and you joust somebody. Who are they supposed to shoot at? You got a good point. I mean, crits aren't going to be getting through where you Luke want them to. Because yeah. that's the right choice. But it's a shitty right. choice to have. Yeah, but it's yeah. he's the most defensive. And now if you manage if you do roll crits, he, you're passing it off to one of three different B wings. It's so, a it's a poop sandwich. Yeah. Even if you manage to roll like an absurdly large number of crits, there are three different B wings pulling that damage. You're not even severely injuring a second person. Like mm-hmm. yeah. And that's a very, very simple list. Like that's they're... if you're rolling a crit every time you attack. Mm-hmm. You've still done like one damage to each B-Wing and maybe a couple of damage to Luke, but probably not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one thing that I can say is uh, just anecdotally when I was flying the selfless Rebel Beef, it really likes seeing uh, the Rear Admiral Shirino fifth brother combo because they're like, all right, I'm going to do crits and oh no. <laughs> it really just makes fifth, I love it when they spend fifth brother's force as a normal force instead of a fifth brother force. Right. It's like, okay, you brought at the time 11 points of uselessness or nine points would be that. I mean, they still brought him yeah. to the force. Right. They brought they him to the force. As a normal force as opposed to a fifth Right. Brother it, it was just, it was a lot of fun back then. But yeah. so that's pretty it's, much uh, selfless, I would say, is probably. For for my use, the best faction ta- specific talent in the game right now. Um, I mean it's very good. I don't know if you can clearly denote which one is best. Um, because the nice thing about the faction specific talents is they all work really well within their faction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say but, fearless comes close. Yeah, I said that. That was I typed that in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I said oh, hyperspace specifically. Proud tradition is also very good. I mean, heroic is is there. Yeah, heroic is good. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's it's a very very good card that is criminally underused. It is criminally underused. Yeah, I think if you if you try throwing a blade, I think particularly a blade with selfless is really good for forty five. If you just try throwing that in a rebel list, I think you'll see pretty quickly that it it's worth its points. Indeed. And it's clearly so like damage passing itself was I think was the identity FFD wanted rebels to be. Mm-hmm. Take advantage yeah. of it, because it's it's busted. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now moving on to the named pilots in the Y Wing, we start with Evan Verlaine at 35 points, who this ability could be so much better. At the start of engagement, Evan Verlaine can pick an ally, spend a Focus and that ally gets to re- gets to roll an extra defensive die on defense. Uh, if it wasn't at the start of engagement, it would be so much better. You are giving up your mods that you will likely need to make another ship more defensive. So, are you wanting it to be like when the defender is declared or something? Right, something kind of uh, like okay. how yeah, kind of like a low rip style ability. Uh, yeah, that would definitely be better. Um, yeah, with it being at start of engagement, though it. It tips your hand, and your opponent can just be like, all right, now instead of shooting at this ship that's getting extra die, I'll have everybody shoot at this no mods, one agility Y-Wing. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's not Luke they're shooting at, that's probably fine. Like, if I if you're going to bump Luke up and give him an extra die, so they shoot at Verlaine instead, that's probably a win. But it's right. a bad ship. Yeah, but it, another it, way to think about it is, 
you can just take a selfless gray for the exact same price. Exactly. And you always should. Yep. Uh, gold squadron, actually. Gold. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, gold squadron. They reversed them from 1.0. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> Either way, the gold squadron is exactly three points less than Evan. Uh, so I think you just get more reliable usage out of the selfless than you do Evan's ability. Agreed. And you don't even have to spend your focus. True. Or well, take a focus, even. Yeah. Moving up uh, to Horton Psalm at 37 points, he gets to re-roll for friendly ships at range 0 to 1 of the uh, target. That's pretty good. I mean, free mods are not bad. You can capitalize with blockers. At initiative 4, he's not a bad torp carrier. Uh, I actually think he's probably like just a worse broadside. Like, yeah, uh, which all, is to say, all Y wings are a worse broadside, right? But I mean, Not like, happening. you can use him in the same way. Uh, like, you bring you just slap an ion cannon on him for 42 points, and uh, you just go to town on trying to ion people, and it's pretty reliable if you get two or three rerolls. Uh, the problem is, you have to build a list around it, and those kind of lists don't really work in Rebels, especially uh, in hyperspace. Yeah, mm -hmm. your only swarmy type ship is the A wing, and it's still too expensive to, to effectively bring multitudes of. And then you have a reliable ion cannon, but your list doesn't actually do damage, and that's a whole different problem. True. All right. Well, the one we see the most of, uh, Dutch Vander at 40 points, who when he takes the target lock action, another ship can also lock that target. That's uh, the big utility piece right now for Rebels. He hands out free locks. Again, free mods are good. Yeah, he just... No, go for it. He's never the most useful y -wing. Mm -hmm. uh, He's just he paying is. a big premium. He is expansive. Yeah. Uh, one of the things people uh, have been continually trying to do with Dutch is try and get that alpha strike of ordnance out there. But just because of the points, that's not really a thing you're seeing. It's not, you don't have the Jendon automatic, you know, start combat with everybody getting a target lock. So you get Dutch target locks, one other person can target lock. It's it's good. It's you know by no means a, a bad ability, but I think at the cost and with the cost of ordnance right now, um, you don't have to use it with ordnance. It it makes all attacks you know more accurate. Yeah. I wouldn't use them with ordnance. I'd use them to pass a target lock to myself as blade. Yeah. So it was fully modified. Yeah. That's that's why I would bring Horton. Yeah. I mean but Dutch, but yeah. Dutch, yeah. Sorry. On the ordnance. Standpoint though, there's no. I think a big problem is there's not really good ordnance carriers in Rebels. Um, like they, I guess Y wings are the best. Um, That's not great. Yeah, and like you said, he only passes the lock off to one, uh, and he's only I four himself, which means if you're bringing him for an alpha strike, you're actually you're kind of having to sell him out to get those target locks. You're gonna have to get him way ahead of everyone else, uh, which is kind of tough on a Y wings dial, and it kind of leaves him out to dry. Um, He's not bad. I just think he's a little pricey, and he doesn't fit in the list super well. But I grew Smittle. I'd bring him with a selfless blade. Mm -hmm. And then at the top at I five, you have Nora Wexley for forty one points. Uh, she's got a great ability for close in, just fighting it out. Uh, if there is an enemy at range zero to one of her, she gets to just turn one defense die to an evade. That's a better reinforce. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy strong. Yeah, uh, it's just a Y wing. <laughs> yeah, it's a Y wing, and you've got to be able to close to range one. You're not going to be putting out the ton of damage there. You still only got one die, but you're reinforcing. And as we mentioned uh, last week, with talking about the decimator, 
with that automatic one damage reduction, it can take a while to kill, you know, through eight hull or eight health total. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the problem with Nora is uh, you take a long time to die, but you don't actually do anything while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing is with generic Y wings. She has no way to modify dice past you know her single action, um, and a single action ion cannon just isn't that reliable. Um, right. Back early on when veteran turret gunner was super cheap, I saw people, uh, in fact, I was one of them, throwing dorsal turret and veteran turret gunner on her and just jousting straight at your opponent. There's a reason I didn't see a whole lot of success, because you're putting a lot of points into a one-trick pony. Yeah. So veteran turret gunner has never been worth its points, even though it's super cheap. I'm going to come out and say that right now. Yeah, I agree. She had uh, some small uses, like uh, like you take a proton bomb on her, and you just kind of throw her at people and bomb constantly, like bomb and reload every turn, and just be a giant zoning tool. Uh, when protorps were super cheap, way back at the very beginning. Yeah. That was a cheap I-5 protorp that was pretty tanky. Mm-hmm. Protorps were slappable on everything at the beginning of 2.0, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you had a torch slot, you did it. Yeah. All right, well... Pretty much, you know, you, you guys made the good point, and I concur that the Y-Wings are just in a bad spot right now, that they can do a lot of things, but none of them very well. Yeah, I just... Most I, of them poorly. I can't think of a reason to bring a Y-Wing over another ship in Rebels. Agreed. Right. Unless you really like Y-Wings, and yeah. that's fine, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Well, for another one agility, eight health ship, the B-Wing! Also, all of its pilots are in uh, hyperspace, starting with the 41-point Blue Squadron pilot. Uh, my chonky boy, he is uh, initiative two, three-die attack, one agility. You are having one of the my favorite dials in the game. There's a lot of red on it, but with some of the pilots, they like that. Uh, it's got that amazing 2K and the one talon. And you're in there just punching it out. You're probably going to die because eight health behind one agility can get burned down really fast by focus fire. It's the same average survivability as a TIE fighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, you know, at the same time, if you're against a low ship count list, they become better because True. you're not taking a lot of focused attacks. Against right now, when we're in a high ship count meta, 41 points is, I think, uh, a good value for him. If you've got 41 points in your list you need to fill, a Blue Squadron pilot's not a bad call. B-Wings are one of the few things Rebels can actually leverage. Yeah. Efficient, highly mobile's not right, but they're pretty mobile. Three-die gun, and you say, but Smittle, why are B-Wings good and why wings bad? And the answer is, obviously, it's the third attack. Yeah, the third attack is huge. Also, B-Wings are hella fun to fly, man. Yep. Indeed. Yeah, the one talent gives them amazing time on target for how bad that dial looks. Um, like I, I think B wings are really, really good. I do think they're a little outshone right now by generic X wings, and that's I think it's only because it's a little easier to fit X wings into lists. Indeed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say one is better than the other. It's just with the limited ship count, uh, X wings are a little easier to list build with. Bringing a B wing limits you to four or three attack die ships. Yeah. Whereas right. you can bring five X Wings. That's true. Uh, moving up for one point and one uh, initiative and a talent slot to the Blade Squadron veteran at 42 points. 45 with selfless is definitely, I would say, the best selfless carrier in the faction right now. Uh, eight health that can just soak up all those crits coming through. We just talked about it. Uh, 
initiative three means you can still use them as blockers potentially and that's just 45 points is just ah, they're so good i love them this yeah is the boy right here yep i think blades are amazing and again a pretty underrated ship in rebels or pilot i should say but uh, I, I don't see blades very often but i think you should indeed okay well moving on to the uh, first named pilot Ten Numb, uh, 48 points, who gets to spend stress as if it were focuses. So uh, mad. <laughs> so mad about it. I spent years yelling at people for bringing Ten Numb because he doesn't actually add any damage over Biggs with his ability, and he costs the same as Biggs. So yeah. I yelled at so many people for so long about it. And then FFG came out and gave him a fancy upgrade to Targalock into Barrel Roll, and I'm like, well, thanks, FFG. Well, let's go ahead and uh, talk about that as well. Stabilize S-Foils for two points. Gives them, uh, while they're open, the target lock into barrel roll. And after you make an attack, you can spend your lock on the target to make a follow-up cannon attack using a cannon you haven't already attacked with. Just to clarify, it is barrel roll into target lock for a very specific reason. Did I say say it the other way around? Yeah. You did. I did did too. It is barrel roll into target lock. They natively have the focus in barrel roll, which we'll get into a bit later, but Barrel roll into target lock with this on 10 num is incredibly good because you're effectively now double modded every turn. It's single action full mods. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's so the worst good. Worst part is when you target lock, but then the barrel roll removes your shot. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it happen. It's funny. Which means <laughs> you just don't barrel roll, but yeah, yeah, you just take the target <laughs> lock and take a single modified shot. But uh, yeah, 10's actually pretty solid with the S foils. Um, I would not bring it without them. No, you should you think of him as a fifty point ship because those S foils he absolutely wants them. Now the S foil put a cannon on there. I would just just use it for the free full mods. Yeah, yeah. and we can touch on S foils right now if we want. Like, yeah, you can it. also uh, close the S foils, and it gives them the option to evade uh, yeah. as well as reload, but less useful. Less useful. Yeah. Uh, you cannot flip them if you're critically damaged. I don't see a reason to flip them personally. No, they on Braylon. Not, I, you would need like a coordinator so that he can still get his stress to get his passive mods, but it is evade into barrel roll. Yeah, okay, evade, yeah, so evade into that. barrel roll. Uh, uh, you have... don't have the focus mod anymore. And Braylon gets to... the reroll on defense, so he doesn't really need the evade. Um, so I, but... I just can't see a real reason to switch from the good side to the bad side. I mean, the big I... thing with that spoils is I don't think you should take them unless you're 10 numb. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, and 10 numb shouldn't come without them. And nobody yeah. else should break them. Yeah. So, so think <laughs> yes. of them as pretty much uh, 50 points there. Uh, also for 50 points, at Initiative 5, Gina Moonsong, who has the probably... I can see where they were going with their pilot ability, that at the start of engagement, she must transfer a stress to a friendly ship within the range 0 to 1. Uh, it's obviously meant to fuel Tenum or her sweet babu, Braylon Stram. Uh, I, again, me, I love it's the... It's 0 to 2 for the record. But yeah. 0 to 2. Uh, the I love the thematic abilities that tie ships together when you have their pilots uh, having you know things that work together in canon. Uh, but Gina, I five on a B wing is that as good as it is on other ships? No. <laughs> uh, so like, what makes their dial good for the chassis is also what makes them pretty useless at higher initiative. It makes the higher initiative pretty useless. Like. Uh, they have an amazing dial, but it's mostly red, which means they can keep arc on things, but they don't get actions afterwards. And high initiative is mostly utilized by reacting to things. Indeed. 
And if you have a red move dialed in, you can't react. You just have to do your red move. So And she's never taking an action. Her dial yeah. is open every turn because she's always passing her stress. Mm-hmm. But she's never getting her own mods. Well, mm-hmm. I would assume she probably like does focus whites and then focus and roll. Uh, yeah. Um, but the thing is, her ability is not good. Um, it's just not. like. It's, no, there, there are so many ways to stress a B-Wing. You don't need yeah. one extra bit of help. And there are so many times you're going to put yourself in where you're going to screw over one of your other ships because you have to. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like... Only Luke's in range. I guess I'm stressing Luke so he can't 4K behind a bunch of ships. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is very similar to Hollow in First Order, except for Hollow can pass good tokens to people. Indeed. Like this, yeah. Yeah, Gina is, is saying, I can only give you the bad stuff. Um, and stress is a harsh thing to pass off every turn. Like, you don't right. want to deal with Luke with a red, with stuck on blues all the time, or a Falcon stuck on blues, or yeah, double stressing the, an A wing, or with the exception of the A wing. Uh, rebel ships do not have great blues. Yeah, but A wings stress themselves almost every turn, so she's double stressing them. Like this. right, that, that's yep. just you know mean. And then you go to the top of the order at initiative four, Braylon Stram at fifty-two points, who gets to reroll up to two dice if he's stressed, and he's always stressed. The phrase "and I link into a failed barrel roll" should just be tattooed on your chest when you're playing Braylon Stram, because that is what you will do. You will move to within you know, a base length of an obstacle or another ship and say, focus and fail a barrel roll. Boom, I'm double modded again. And this is the reason. Oh, sorry. You should keep your chest covered at X-Wing tournaments. That's just my disclaimer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This is the reason, though, that S-Foils specifically say barrel roll into good action. Uh, And it's so that B-Wings can't abuse this. It's so that every B-Wing can't abuse this. Uh, It's already irritating enough when Braylon does it. Um... I don't think it's broken or anything. I know it really irritates some people. Doesn't um, bother me though. Like, yeah, I don't. It's think a mechanic it's that deal. you can take advantage. of. It's better than the previous ruling. The this failed action ruling where you take the stress is better than the one where you didn't take the stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're looking. But at so that. Braylon's amazing. He gets full he mods all the time. He's amazing on offense and defense. Um, he shoots a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like the the eight health lasts a lot longer when you get to reroll a die on defense every shot. Uh, like we discussed with Han, that's a sixty percent chance to dodge it every time without your focus, um, which makes him way tankier. Right. If you're looking at uh, ten with S foils and Braylon, that's a hundred and two points of double modded three die attacks. They can get pretty good time on target. Uh, even if they're doing those two Ks and one Talons, you've still got modifications for both of them. Mm-hmm. Now you throw in a selfless blade, and how many points we have left over? We have enough fifty-three. Not enough for Luke. Not oh wait, wait. Luke. So what's your third? What's your third ship? A selfless blade. So what's your second ship? Ten and Braylon. Okay, uh, I missed ten. I was going to say <laughs> throw ten yeah. in if Luke wasn't already in there. Yep. But so we'll get to Luke in a moment. So bring another selfless blade. Yeah, or you could bring Dutch at this point. Uh, Dutch with an ion cannon leaves you eight points, and now you could slap selfless on two more of them, other than the blade. Yeah. And now you're it's a damage passing on, machine that gets full like, mods on four shot ships. Yeah. Uh, another upgrade that isn't terrible on them if you've got the points is hull upgrade because, like the Y wing, it pushes them from eight to nine health, which adds a point uh, of damage to their half threshold, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, especially if you're running selfless. You can keep oh, those guys see, around longer. I would say the opposite. If you're running selfless, I would not put hull upgrade on them. 
Because it's a crit to the hole, that hole. Also, oh, no, you're no, making no. a ship that you're killing more expensive. No, other one. No. Sorry, uh, if you are running with selfless ships, you know you you. Can, oh, like, it's like put a hole yeah. upgrade on Braylon if you have exactly. selfless on a blade. I got right, you. if you're looking at that, like Braylon ten and two selfless uh, blades. That I can agree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that checks out. Yeah, and that's again, uh, it's a lot of health. It's a lot of red dice you're throwing there. That's kind of you know for me where I tend to start from a list building perspective. How many red dice can I throw? Okay, let's make it less bad. <laughs> and B wings are. Uh, it's no secret that when I was learning how to play X wing, I started with the four B Z list because it it made me have to learn the basics and think about where my ships were at all times. Uh, I learned to really love B wings, and they got better in second edition. So they are still quite possibly my favorite ship in the game. They look cool. They're fun to fly. They're, They're definitely effective. solid. Yeah. S tier definitely. Uh, uh, I'd say A tier. I would say A tier. Yeah. Maybe S tier in Rebels. <laughs> mm. I, I think the X Wing is better. But... Yeah, the X for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. Right. Well, which are costing forty points. Speaking yeah. of <laughs> speaking of A's, let's move right on to the A Wing, the RZ two model. Uh is it RZ two or RZ one? This is RZ one. This is the RZ one. I can never remember which one's first. But the uh there's only four of them, they're all in there. Uh, they've got that nifty chassis ability that you can boost after uh, doing a, another action. It's yep. pretty good. Uh, starting out with the Chief Phoenix Squadron pilot. Uh, initiative one with a talent? Yes, they do have a talent. Yep. That's right. Uh, 29 points. Downside being, again, not many good talents to put on them. I've seen people try them with Intimidation. Okay, 32-point blocker isn't bad for that ability. So... Uh, yeah, to I ran Luke with four intimidate Luke with plasma torpedoes and four intimidation phoenixes for a while, and uh, I did it mostly because I wanted to prove to people that A wings weren't as bad as everybody bemoans them to be, and I think I succeeded at that. Uh, four of them with intimidation is too many, um, <laughs> but intimidation A wings are really good. Like it's it's very easy to block a list on the opening gauge with an A wing, and mm -hmm. uh, reducing agility for all of your ships is great. Right, that's great. And in extended, of course, you can throw something like crack shot on them, and they may not line up that bullseye much at initiative one, but it's one point, and that's only thirty points for them. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think phoenixes can... get overshadowed a lot because you look at the A wing, and you look at the resistance A wing, and the resistance A wing is just so much better for yes. barely more points. And uh, I think, but they yeah. are in different factions, and and A wings. Phoenixes and other ones do have good good uses. Um, Plus, the resistance saving is undercrossed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, I think that's a comparison that needs to stop because they're they they even fly very differently. Um, they do. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, you want to have your rebel A wings doing those tight turns and boosting and coming back for those strafing runs, whereas resistance A wings can just go in that nice little lazy arc and have that butt cannon. Yep. Yep. Yeah, resistance wings are basically small fire sprays. Yeah, and phoenixes are better tie fighters, essentially. Yeah, it's right. for the more expensive tie fighters. But yeah, well, moving to uh, the again the generic with the extra talent, two talents this time, thirty-two points. The Green Squadron pilot. I think hyperspace really, really hurt this ship a lot because, as we've mentioned for weeks, there aren't that many good talents to throw on it. With only four health, selfless is a bad idea, and it's also 
almost 10% of the cost. Yeah, this one falls back on what we said in previous factions, where you're investing a lot of points for not many returns going up to the initiative 3. Um, especially because A-Wings are such good blockers, going up to I-3 actually hurts quite a bit. Um, they're not they're, doing anything. They're not, they're not carry enough to arc dodge a close a game. Yeah, they're, they're get that out of an A-Wing. Their chassis is ace-like, but they don't do damage, so you, you can't run them as aces. Um, mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, side note, what was the cheapest generic in 1.0 for the A-Wing? 15. No, no, no. What which was it? Uh, was it a Blue Squadron something? or It was the uh, prototype pilot. That's right. Uh, and Phoenix Squadron, if I'm trying to remember, because it's been a while since I've seen it, that's out of Rebels, right? The, uh... Yeah, that is the, the Rebel cell that the Spectres join up with in the first season. Right, okay. And I thought that was neat because, again, one of the things I really like about Second Edition is that it's able to bring in more of the canon with Rebels and things like that. So bringing them in instead of the prototype pilot is just a great, nice little uh, updating of the game. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely more recognizable than the prototype of an A-Wing. Mm-hmm. At the time the A-Wing came out, the Green Squadron was the only one that was named in the old canon. One point now. Because A-Wings were phased out really quickly in the old canon. True. All right, well, uh, one of our named pilots then at Initiative 3, Arvel Crinid, who... Uh, people love Arvel. He can boost into things and still fire. Uh, Destroy a superstar destroyer. <laughs> one of the most thematic abilities in the game. Uh, that's when I learned how to play X-Wing. This is one of the first cards that my friend who got me into it showed me and said, hey, remember the guy who flies his A-Wing right into the Star Destroyer? Here's his ability in X-Wing. And I thought, that is so cool. And unfortunately, that was one of the only real thematic abilities in 1.0. <laughs> but his ability to boost into ships makes him pretty good especially at 34 points uh it's very popular to put intimidation on him he's one of the very very few uh times i would actually advocate for daredevil because it maximizes his ability to actually activate his ability his ability uh but arvel at 34 points i would go as far as say probably best naked I'm going to go and say, no, no, I'm going to argue with the advocation of Daredevil. Because when you bring Daredevil on an A-Wing, they can no longer focus into boost. So they lose their mods. Yeah. Marvel wants his mod for his free-range one-shot that the other person can't take into him. Yep. And I can't think of any, like, other than very weird cases where you're going to be able to focus boost and not have arc on the thing that you would have bumped into with the Daredevil. Um, Like... I've seen a lot of arguments for Intimidation Arvel, which we can get into, but I, I agree with Smittle. I don't think Daredevil's worth it. All right, well, Intimidation Arvel is 37 points. At an initiative three, he is going to get to roll uh, three dice with that no-repercussions attack. Uh, is that a good use of 37 points in a list? I don't hate it. I don't either. I think but my problem would, is that it costs would... more than Jake. Yeah, that's the big thing. Naked Jake is really the best A-Wing you've got. Yeah. Um, like if you already have Jake in the list, Intimidation Orville is probably fine. Um, yeah, and you can't fit like an X-Wing or something. It's better than a, it's better than a Y-Wing. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. There we go. All right, well, speaking of Jake, Jake Farrell, uh, 36 points. Every time he boosts or barrel rolls, he can take another ship and let them take a focus action, including and himself. Or himself. Yeah, you know, it's a ship at zero to one. So uh, 
again, another one of those thematic abilities uh, for those of you old school gamers. Uh, Jake was the instructor from the old X-Wing uh, series of PC games. So giving having him uh, get close to you and tell you to focus is, again, it, it makes the lore nerd in me very happy. Indeed. Yep. And yeah, as we as we yeah, yeah, not too bad at all. And as we've seen elsewhere, uh, the ability to uh, you give give those extra mods around. He can take a focus, link it into a barrel roll, and then give someone else who's already taken a target lock a focus and just pass around. Yeah, it's the we mentioned that the rebel identity is kind of the damage passing, but in a way, with a lot of their ships, it's also action passing. You've got Jake, you've got Lando, uh, you've got Garvin that'll come up later. Uh, you've got Dutch, the Tutu brothers, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing with, with Rebels is their identity is helping each other, uh, either by taking some of the damage or by you know utilizing their, their actions together. Um, yeah. I think Jake is the best of them. Uh, like, Lando's obviously really good as well, but he's twice the price, more than twice the price. Um, Jake should always get to use his ability. Yeah, yeah. Jake is a very cheap way to give other people focus tokens without hurting yourself in any way, uh, and uh, he's just a great value. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason he costs the same as Tally. I think he might be one point more even. Indeed. Um, it, yeah. He has a phenomenal ability. Yeah. So again, A wings. Uh, they're cheap. They for the points are better than whatever you're going to be doing with a Y wing. Truth. Yep. <laughs> I would put them at the solid above a Y wing, but below everything else tier. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on to the flagship of the faction, if not the game, the T sixty five X wing. Uh, hyperspace did strip out half the pilots in there. Uh, actually, more than half of them. Nope, exactly half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do your math, Matthew. That's what we have you for. Alright, so he's not wrong. That's fair. Um we took out almost uh, we, we took out all of the partisans, having uh Adrio Two Tubes, Levin Tenza, and Colby Sperato, and we took out Biggs and Wedge because people hate Final yeah. Fantasy. Yeah. I mean I'm glad Biggs is gone. I'm I can take or leave Wedge, he's kinda overrated. But he would probably be pretty good in hyperspace to probably, be fair. He'd be very good uh, in hyperspace right now. I'm not, I'm not mad about Wedge being gone. I'm happy yeah. Biggs is gone. Yeah, same. But they, they have gotten rid of a lot of the things like Wedge does that deny your opponent the ability to do what they brought their list to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't argue with his removal. I would love to see him in because uh, Biggs and Wedge are some of my favorite ships to fly. But it is a lot more balanced in this limited format without them. Uh, but yeah. one of the things that they have brought in is the Blue Squadron Escort at 40 points. Five X-Wings is a thing now. It's uh, I tried it as soon as it became a thing, and I got locked into formation flying, and roommate Taylor absolutely just decimated me. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. we're planning on doing an episode of why formation flying isn't as good as everyone... Well, it's not that it's bad. It's that there are better options against certain lists. When to formation fly and when not to formation fly. Yeah. Is how Doug meant to frame that. Yes, correct. Yep. <laughs> and with the, the Blue Squadron Escort at Initiative 2, uh, you don't need to formation fly them. They're agile enough ships that you can spread them out, get five three-die arcs just covering so much area. 
Uh, that's a list that is simple enough. It's literally the most simple list to put on the table. And you, ne you need to have refs with it in order to fly it well. Because while the X-Wing is a nice utility maneuverable ship, there's some nuance to it. Yeah. I mean, it's the um, it's the standard by what's, yeah, the benchmark. Like, your list needs to be able to answer 5x, at least make it a game. Um, it's a good jousting list, but not the best. And it's a mobile list, but not the most mobile. Um, it's tanky, but not the most tanky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's a an all-comers list. Yep. Now, comparing their uh, 6 health behind 2 agility to the B-Wing's 8 health behind 1 agility... Uh, which is more survivable? By us, like by the teeniest of margins, the X-wing, because I mean they're basically the same. Three and three, two and six, one and nine are equivalent. Okay. Um, the B-wing is technically a hair worse because it's two, one and eight. Yeah. Um, but they're basically the same. Yeah. If dice averages hold up, the X-wing will live a little bit longer, but the B-wing takes eight shots or eight hits guaranteed to kill, True. while the X-wing's not. All right. Well, moving up, uh, one initiative and one point and one talent to the Red Squadron veteran. 41 points or 44 with selfless, which is how I feel you should kick them out if you're going to bring them at all. Yeah. Yeah, me, I'd agree. Uh, I think my biggest problem with the Red Squad vet is I'd rather have 45 for the blade. Uh, yeah. And that's because the extra health is very valuable whenever you're damaging yourself. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, now, at the Dallas-Fort Worth system open, AC Jaeger did really well with a list that I believe was two... Selfless Red Squadron veterans, Luke and Thane. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and in that context, the the X Wings are probably a little better to keep up with Thane and Luke, yeah. uh, because you're wanting to abuse your mobility in that list um, compared to other jousting lists. Right, um, because for the, that's 198 points at 200, you could put the uh, the blades in there, but like you just mentioned, with Selfless, you want to be able to keep up, and similar ship chassis, of course, can do that better. Yeah. All right. Well, going into the first named pilot, uh, my boy Jack Porkins, forty-five points. He's now, bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to Adepticon <laughs> last year just to get my special Alt Art Porkins card, and I did, and it's one of my favorites. That's fine. And I'm I'm going to tell you why I like Porkins. He's initially he can hold it. Yeah, he he can hold it. He's got another one of those thematic abilities that he can. Anytime he takes stress, you can remove the stress, and if you do roll a die on a hit or crit, he takes a damage. Uh, it's, again, thematic. He can he can burn himself down really well. Uh, Is that a there, good thing? No. <laughs> Is being good at killing yourself positive? <laughs> there's the... At 50 points in extended, you can put Chopper, Astromech, and Elusive on him and get that mythical infinite ability infinite regen but you are spending an action to do so it's a gimmicky trick and it's 50 points for an initiative four that doesn't do anything else special i like porkins because he is to me the gold standard not really the gold standard more like the bronze standard of just a solid well-meaning journeyman pilot who 50 points in a list if i'm looking at rebels and i've got 50 points in a list I would be hard-pressed, and, and this is just me, to throw Porkins in there with some upgrades. But for a point cheaper, you get that Red Squadron veteran with Selfless. For four points cheaper, you get that. Well, I guess a point less. Than yeah, a point, I'm talking about in, in, yeah, in hyperspace. 
Uh, you're looking at Porkins. Uh, in hyperspace, he doesn't have those options that really maximize his ability. And I have to agree with you guys, as much as I hate it, he's not worth bringing in this current format. Yeah. Or others. But um, yeah. also, <laughs> he's the same cost as <laughs> the selfless blade, too. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Porkins is really, again, all about risk versus reward and how much you're willing to put in on that. I like flying the occasional high risk. Oh, look, I just talent rolled behind you and got a target lock because sometimes that can be really good. And when that works, it's amazing. But the math shows that it fails more often than not. Uh, this is a trick, and we'll we'll go into this in a later podcast about uh, traps that you can get into when you play. And this is one of mine. Uh, yeah, let you admit it, which is good. Yeah. Right, yes, it's, that's it's, the first step. Yeah, it's <laughs> out. It, it's being too clever. I have two rules that I try and repeat whenever I play X-wing: don't get greedy and don't get clever. Porkins really just appeals to that "I want to be clever" aspect of me. And again, I love him, but I've got to come to terms with realizing he's just no good for me. <laughs> I my last point on Porkins for now. Um, until our Porkins episode, where I just yell at Matt for legging Porkins, <laughs> is that the consistency is key in competitive X-wing, and there's nothing consistent about Porkins. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the ability to do actions after red maneuvers is strong, but uh, anytime you do it, anytime you damage yourself, it's not worth it. Hey, what if Paddleizer hurt you? A whole leg crew for that. Yep. All right, and then. Uh, Moving up two points, we have Garvin Dreis, who, whenever he spends a focus token, he can hand it out to someone else. Uh, he's a worse Obi-Wan. Still decent, but meh. I'm going to disagree. He I'm is disagree. not good. Straight trash. Yeah. Yep. Um, he, I think there are a lot of uh, X-Wings. Most of them got cut out by the format changes, but everything between Red Squadron Veteran and Biggs is garbage. Yeah. All, so all the, the three and four. The reason Garvin is bad is because you cannot guarantee trigger his ability. True. Um, so for those that don't know, it's after you spend a focus token, you can choose a friendly ship at range one to three. That ship gains a focus token. On paper, that seems great. You know, I spend my focus when I shoot, and now I get to give it to my red squad vets so that he can have a focus as well, even though he bombed or spent on defense or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that whenever you're relying on that, and then you shoot with Garvin, and you roll hit, hit, blank which is a very common result. And now you're sitting with that focus token and you can't spend it. They have and, to hope someone shoots at Garvin before yeah. your other ship you wanted to pass the focus to. Yeah. Shoots. And there's still no guarantee you'll roll an eye on defense. Yep. So if he wasn't paying for this ability, then sure. Like if he was only a couple more points than a Red Squad vet, he'd be worth it. But you're paying six points over a Red Squad vet for one initiative. Um, three to four is not that meaningful of a jump. And his ability is just not consistent enough to build squads around. I'm going to say something controversial here. I would bring Porkins before Garvin. Thank you! I was literally just about to say he's two points cheaper. I don't Porkins. know if I agree with that statement. <laughs> I'm going to pretend neither of them have a pilot ability, and Porkins is two points okay. cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to bring a red squad vet before either of those. But That's fair, but if like, I got um, to my head, Porkins, Garvin, I'm bringing Porkins. <laughs> I think I would still bring Garvin. His ability can't hurt him. And as long as you're not relying on it, it can be free mods. True, true. But uh, either way, I, he's not worth the points. Nothing well, between a Red Squad vet and Thane in hyperspace is worth the points. I agree. 
Well, now that we've talked about two ships that are situationally good, but mostly bad, let's get no, to the we ship. didn't say that. We agreed on completely bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you, dude. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about the ship that the internet agrees is absolute garbage. 48 points, Thane Cairo. I feel like a little attached because we call Thane garbage all the time. Uh, but we're talking about his specific pilot ability. His yeah. garbage. Also, all the data ever. Yeah. Also that. <laughs> well, for 48 points, he's an initiative 5 on... Okay, now, here's the thing. Would you call the X-Wing a jousting chassis? Yes. Yes. Okay, because we mentioned last week that the uh, the TIE Advanced, roughly equivalent, is a jouster. Uh, what separates it? Because you do have the option to boost and barrel roll with this ship. What separates it from being a jouster versus an ace chassis? Yeah, can't do both. No link to action. to boost. You do have a link to action focus into boost, but you're down to attack die for that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and you don't have a good dial to clear the stress. Truth. All right. You're, the single action ships have a really hard time being aces because they can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really okay. hard to arc dodge and still kill things with one action. Well, something that we've repeated a lot is would you pay one point to go up from an I4 to an I5 without any ability? And I think with Thane, you absolutely do. At 48 points, Initiative 5 is a good place to be. His ability isn't terrible. Just don't depend on it. But you're not paying one point. You're paying six over the generic. The reason to bring Thane... There is a legitimate reason to bring Thane in hyperspace. And that is to line up a bunch of high-initiative shots and try to PS kill stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. That That is the real game plan I think you should have with Thane. And with the limited ship pool, there are a lot less better options than there were before. So if you're bringing Thane just for his initiative five, then I think that's fine. All right. But, uh, and you can use his ability, but never reduce never. your damage output. Never, to don't spend a, never don't spend a focus to spend the focus result. Yeah. Ever, ever, yes. ever spend a hit a critter result. No. I have seen people roll hit eye blank, have target lock, and just re-roll the blank. So mm-hmm. they can spend the eye for Thane's ability. And yeah. that's bad. Please don't do that. Unless no. you know there is a direct hit face down there. Yeah, and Still, even then, it's no, going to get... Yeah. The only get time the- that you could get more results and you Thane instead that I would say is acceptable is if you're shooting at something token stacked beyond range 2. And, yeah. and obstructed. You know, It has mm-hmm. at least 3 or 4 dice with a focus on evade. Through you're not going to hit it. Cloud, yeah. Like- like the the chances of hitting it are extremely low, no matter what. So you might as well see if you can get a good card. Fair. All right, and then at the top of the order, sixty-two points, initiative five with two force, Luke Skywalker. Uh, purple numbers are good. Anytime he becomes the defender, he gets to regenerate a force. He's always going to have defensive mods. I really yeah. like your note here in the document where it says worth points. <laughs> I think it's, it's a that's a period, not a question. I know. I, know. Well, like, I agree, he is worth points, <laughs> and sixty-two seems like a good number. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I it, there's a big jump from forty-eight to sixty-two, but you're getting two force and an amazing ability, especially at initiative five, where if if they shoot at Luke, he's still got force. When he gets to shoot, he's still got the force. If he spends all his force and an I six shoots it, or he's still got the force. He's always going to have that defense. He is the Slash tankiest offense, action independent offense. Luke action independent offense. Yeah. And well, still you can have force. You can theoretically be action starved 
on offense if you had to spend your focus or your all your force on defense before he shoots. That's it's, difficult to trigger. And it's right, exactly. Yeah, unlikely to happen. So you're always looking at modded shots. Uh, again, with this chassis, incredibly good. Uh, Luke Skywalker, probably, I wouldn't put him up there with Vader simply because of Vader's multiple action abilities and three force. I think Luke is my favorite costed force user in the game. Yes, agreed. He is absolutely like, fair. Where he is... At. Without a doubt, worth his points, but he does not feel overbearing. Mm-hmm. Now, something interesting that, uh, other than selfless, we haven't really mentioned putting any upgrades on X Wings, other than the stabilized S foils card, which is zero points and thus automatically included on them. Uh, what upgrades in hyperspace are worth putting on an X Wing? None of them. Uh, stabilize or S foils. Or selfless. Yeah, which and we maybe talked, so. which we counted already. Yeah. But um, besides those, there is not one. Maybe a torpedo on Luke Skywalker that because he has the passive force mods. That is the only exception to the yep. mods I'll... aren't worth it. Like hollow upgrades, six points on an I two. That's not or on two agility. That's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, torps are bad. The time. Yep. Are there any force talents worth putting loot on Luke? No. No. Maybe instinctive aim. Maybe. Uh, if you have which... to, but you're bringing torps then too. Yeah, and uh, one thing I want to say about Instinctive Aim, like I ran it at Dallas on Kylo, and it was purely because I decided from a meta decision that the difference between a two-point bid and a three-point bid was meaningless, and I brought it specifically to deal with things like Fen Rao that gave Kylo trouble. Those Sad. are the only reasons I brought I brought it. Sad don't just noises. <laughs> <laughs> but don't just slap it on there so it's easier to fire your torps. That's not what you want to do. No. Like you want to, you want to use it to only shoot at things that Luke would have a problem picking the lock up, up on normally. Like Fenrir. <laughs> like Fenrir. The reason why I think instinctive aim is a mistake is you have well, you don't have to have taken the target lock, so ideally you've taken a focus this turn. Mm-hmm. You spend the force to shoot and the focus to modify. If you are in a position where, for example, you've K-turned and you want to fire a torpedo, you will more often than not wind up having to spend both your force. And while, again, Luke's ability means he's never without it, it's always better to have two than to have one. Right, that's what they're sure. saying. Yeah. You don't fire it in those situations. You only yeah. fire, you only use when yeah. it's impossible for Luke to pick up the lock to alpha strike an important target like and it's, Vader. Yeah, that, that just requires in-game decision-making. Like, Am I K-turning to fire a Proton Torpedo at a 2-health Fen? Because then I'm yes. going to do it. Every like, time. Um, am I going to do it to fire at a full-health Han Solo? No. Like, um, it's, it's You have to make those decisions on your own based on the context of the game. But uh, in general, like I just wanted to clarify that while I said Instinctive Aim might be worth it on Luke sometimes, it is a very niche sometimes, and you need to have a an actual reason you're bringing it, not just because I have a point over also realizing that the more upgrades you put on Luke, you know, if you're talking about ordnance, you're really pushing him up in points. Yeah. Uh, he does a pretty good job recuperating those points. Yeah, and while on average he takes forever to kill, there will be games you just roll a bunch of blanks and he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, X-Wings, I think, are one of those ships that's just as good. Any upgrade you put on them makes them... They don't take... None of the upgrades take them from good to great. Uh, not even R4 Astromech. So. Especially not R4S. Yeah, R4S takes nothing from good to great besides the camel. <laughs> the gods. It's, it's, so um, it's so easy, guys. All right. Well, there's all the ships in the faction. Now let's do a quick overview of the faction specific upgrades. We've already talked about Selfless. Uh, the only 
faction specific astromech in hyperspace is r2d2 who gives you one extra shield regen charge for only one point more expensive uh if you're really wanting to lean on regen and you've got the points maybe I would maybe consider on Luke, but in general, I think it's too expensive. Yeah, regen in um, general. There's not a good place for it in Rebels besides Luke. Yeah. So looking back at the last meta, the reason it was so good on Jedi was a it was undercosted, but b Jedi are extremely good at getting out of dodge. Like on the turns they regen, there was no risk of them being shot. True. True. All right. Uh, the crew that they've got, uh, Lando, who lets you take an action, roll some dice, and randomly get some. Uh, Focuses or evades. You're <sighs> always guaranteed stuff. one. Yeah. <laughs> you He's know decent on Han because you can use yeah. Han's ability on it. There is that. But you could always just take that action. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why it's so, decent on Han because he has a higher chance of rolling both. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Nine Numb Crew. We already know that he's stapled to Lando. And with else. The, yeah. Well, <laughs> because in hyperspace, the, the only ship that can take crew is the Falcon. Uh, Leia crew, not a lot of use if she's restricted to the Falcon because Leia crew is really good when you've got multiple ships that can make use of that ability. I don't think anyone's bringing a Falcon with Leia and a bunch of B-Wings. Yeah, the thing is, it's really hard to bring three good ships with yeah. a Falcon with Leia. I would if I could. Yeah. <laughs> you can run Leia on Chewie and three... Blue Squadron pilots? Almost certainly. You might even yeah. be able to run three selfless blades, but... not. But uh, no, I mean, no, Leia no, crew no. is amazing. Uh, yeah. It's just there's not... There's not a good spot for her in hyperspace. Yeah. Uh, oh, she'll be back. Oh, yeah. Uh, K2SO crew. Uh, eight points for the free action jam coordinate... Uh, jam calculate. <sighs> Still so undercosted. We talked about K2 in our very first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just to clarify, Chewy with Leia and three blues is 201 points. No! <laughs> Which means you can make one in X-Wing, and it's still a decent list, but right, anyway, it's not, not the same it was before. True. All right, uh, K2SO, uh, eight points. I think if you're running that fat Lando with nine, you can throw uh, K2SO on there and get triple action Lando. Why not? I think that's you need to do that if you're running fat Lando. Yeah. I think that's what makes fat Lando work. I think K2 is probably amazing and extended. Uh, we just don't have the data to say one way or the other. Mm -hmm. um, he's still solid in hyperspace, but again, you're restricted to just the Falcon, um, which strictly limits your ability to list build in Rebels. True. And then uh, C-3PO crew, who is as... Uh, the poops. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's paying for his 1.0 days. Yeah, he is. He's, he, he will pay for his crimes. He will not get out of the droid doghouse anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, uh, as we mentioned, there is not much for gunners. Uh, no Luke or Han gunner. Uh, no R2D crew. No Ezra gunner or Force crew. You get Luke and Leia as pilots, and that's it for Force in Rebels, which is more than most factions actually get. So yeah, I mean, Scum gets small. CIS <laughs> gets small in Dooku. Yeah, First Order gets Kylo and Resistance Kylo. gets Leia crew. Yep. So uh, Luke and Leia both. Good pilots, uh, you can even fly them together, and it's not not terrible. So I think that's pretty much uh, the the good summary of Rebels. Not terrible. Yeah. yeah they, I think you, I, can make them, you can make them work. Yep. I'd put them squarely in the, like, C plus, B minus tier. All right. 
Well, we have now covered all seven factions in hyperspace. Uh, we are sadly limited by available data because of this whole quarantine thing effectively shutting down tournament play. Killed half of the, the current points rotation. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we really don't know what's coming forward, but I think uh, we've made a pretty good argument that there can be good lists made from any of these seven factions. If you guys think that if you disagree, if you'd like to uh, argue some of the points with us, please find us on social media, and we are more than happy to debate the points or uh, bring some of these concerns to a future podcast. All three of us very much enjoy arguing, so please <laughs> say tough things on our Facebook page. <laughs> we'll we be promise, civil, though. Yeah, we promise yeah, to be tactful and polite. Doug is civil. I, I can be civil. I'm just not civil with you animals. Right. So the constant rage which we dug at Matt in our Facebook chat. <laughs> True. Well, right. when Matt stops liking Porkins, I'll stop yelling at him. Fair. Fair point. All right. Well, before we close, uh, any shout-outs? Uh, Doug, I actually think uh, we missed the opportunity to have uh, our local Falcon fanatic on this podcast. Yeah, it's a bummer. We should have brought on the Falcon King. Although he hasn't... Uh, that's my father, Bob Howe, by the way. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> also, he, he hasn't enjoyed Falcons as much in second edition. Uh, it turns out he liked shooting at 360 degrees and uh, double tapping every turn and, and having free mods and, and boosting with one hearts. Also, he's not local. He lives four hours away. He does. It's true. This is the Midwest. That is local. <laughs> they have their own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Bob Howe, my father. Yeah, sure. Alex, any shout outs from you? Uh, Greg. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to give a quick shout out to all of our upcoming opponents in the Jank Open. Uh, all one of Doug's and all three to four of you and me. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> you have a shitty list. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but good luck to everybody. Uh, we apologize for not being able to get the stream going last week. Uh, somebody managed to break their USB port in their recent move. Yeah. Well, moving is hard. And it was a cheap $20 GoPro. Yeah. <laughs> like... True. Uh, we are looking into some alternate uh, options. Uh, again, stay tuned to our social media, and we will advise you when we're able to provide some content there. I will say um, I have my Jank Tank game on either Saturday night or Sunday. hasn't been officially booked in yet. But uh, if I can figure it out, I might try to stream that if people are interested in that. Mine, if people want to hop into the Vassal game and just watch live, is tomorrow night at, I believe, 8 Central. I'm double-checking my Discord. Unfortunately, this comes out two days after this. Oh, no! Uh, <laughs> leave this in! The magic of time travel. <laughs> leave this in! Uh, but tomorrow yeah, at luck. 7. Wednesday at 7. Go back in time and watch me win it. <laughs> Alright, good luck to all the Take Open competitors. Uh, we are actually going to take next week off from podcasting, and then uh, we'll come back with some more content, maybe some grab bag stuff, maybe some... Uh, discussions if there's something you'd really like to hear us talk about again comment on the socials find us on facebook find us on twitter uh find us at work which uh, we're not at so <laughs> free swag for everyone who wants who suggests the r4 astromech rant episode <laughs> what free swag are you sending them don't have to answer that right now <laughs> here's a metal focus token here's Just a more. thumbs up on that facebook comment <laughs> there you go well, until we can actually provide you with some content and may or may not provide you with some swag, I'm Matt Newt. <laughs> I'm Doug Howe. And I'm Alex Spittle. And wear a mask out there, you filthy animals. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. 
If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and keep up with episodes as they're released. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, on Twitter at Tashi Station XW, and on Twitch at Tashi Station X-Wing. If you'd like to help out with our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and toss us a buck or two. It's really appreciated. Thanks for listening.